is your money, and I'm Susie Jones here again this week, and we are so happy to have you with us. Reminding you right out of the gates, if you have a financial question, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and someone will call you back and make an appointment for a free consultation. It is one eight 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 six advice You can always email your questions as well to yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. But right now, we invite you to be part of this program for the next hour, 651-461-9226. Now, here is Wealth Enhancement Group Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor, Peg web. Hello, Peg. Good morning, Susie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? Good. We're going to miss Bruce today, but he's a super great topic. Oh, good. And um, I actually think, Susie, you're going to think this is interesting too, but the topic today is how is the world of work changing? What impact is it having on our country's economic growth and more directly, our individual lifestyles? This is juicy in that I think we're at the heart of work from home, go back to work. A lot that we've seen and heard on the media focuses on baby boomers, which I am one of. We've kind of cornered jobs and wealth for decades of time, which has created some economic tension between the older and the younger age cohort. So with that being interesting, the older generation now, from a financial standpoint, the older generation has amassed a great deal of wealth. Remember that it all began, um, you know, with us working and and creating jobs and, um, you know, having a lot of time to build our careers. But now we're starting to see that wealth transfer to younger folks. So the baby boomers demographic is already having less of an impact on the country's workforce. And I have to admit that that's kind of the only time frame I know, right? Now we have to start stepping in the shoes of the younger generation. So how does this really tie to financial planning? Demographics has been a big part of us following the baby boomers, which is a demographic group, right? And so we'll talk more about the the groups behind us and how things are different today. But I couldn't possibly talk about this alone because I'm not an expert about it. So we're honored to have a special guest today on our program, someone who has the keen insights into this topic um, and the changing nature of work is Janelle Matheson. So she is actually the first vice president, human resources and responsible for HR function within Health Enhancement Group and has done it for 11 years. She's got 20 years of experience working in HR You know, she focuses on business planning, employee engagement, talent management, compensation benefits. It's a huge job. And she has a bachelor's from North Dakota. Uh, But most importantly, she enjoys spending time with her husband, two daughters, and her large extended family. Welcome, Janelle, to the Your Money program. Well, thank you, Peg. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here here with everyone today. So what I'd like to do, and Susie has already mentioned Janelle, but this is kind of a um, maybe off the beaten path topic, meaning we're not going to directly talk about investments or financial plans, but more just still important as far as how does that tie to how we're giving financial advice today. So I would encourage people to listen, uh, listen to our show and then also call in with comments. We've got Janelle here and, you know, how would this, demographic change, the workforce 
you know, working from home or working from the office, if you have a an opinion or a question about it, don't hesitate to dial 651-461-9226. So I've used the word demographic here um, many times in the introduction. What are you seeing and, um, y- you know, how things are changing, maybe the baby boomers versus the uh, other demographics younger than us? You know, it's a good question, Peg. We're seeing a lot of change uh, every, you know, every every business um, functioning today, depending on, you know, what type of um, labor market you're hiring into. So, you know, Wealth Enhancement Group, we're financial services. Uh, we are primarily, you know, college educated and um, uh, with advanced degrees and with advanced credentials, such as, you know, your CFPs. We have a lot of CFPs. So, we are we're looking at a, a demographic here of everyone from people that are recently graduating from the job market through a lot of folks. We have a demographic. I think our average age at Wealth Enhancement Group is 46 years of age, but we've got uh, folks that range from 21 all the way up to, you know, in their 70s still that are that are working and very, very active within the financial services industry. Um, within that, we're seeing, you know, a few changes and a few shifts with the demographics. Uh, the, the boomers, of course, have been around a while, and we're now seeing this, this social agenda starting to shift a little bit within the within the, the demographics coming into the workforce. We're finding today that a lot of the uh, the newer workers that are recently uh, entering the workforce, it's, it's different out there today. It's a lot more expensive to live. Um, money is probably one of the biggest concerns for this this demographic of employee coming in. And I think from a financial planning perspective, we really need to be aware and encouraging the, the generation coming into the workforce on saving early. And oftentimes that's going to be through your 401k and that's an employee benefit plan. So looking at really what we, what we can do to help encourage folks that are joining the workforce today, the increased uh, stress around money today and starting early to think about, you know, paying off if they can, you know, their debt, if they have got debt that's accumulated from college or whatever, and then really getting into some sort of savings program if they uh, have a 401k within their within their employer plans or, you know, talking with their family members about it, working with, you know, if they're a client's child of one of you or Bruce or any of our other advisors, uh, maybe starting those conversations early about what they can do. So we're seeing a, a shift here with, you know, some of the baby boomers are sticking around a lot longer in a lot of different industries as well. Uh, retirement is being pushed off a little bit for those folks, and they're choosing to stay into the workforce and stay into those jobs. So we're seeing a, a big spread of age groups in in our workforces. And it's, you know, it's, I wouldn't necessarily say it poses a challenge. It just poses different dynamics, and we all need to learn to work together and have open, honest dialogue with one another to really just set that stage to have a productive working environment when you have a whole bunch of different mindsets that come into the workplace at the same time. And I think, Janelle, that's not new, right? We, we've been around for a while, and having these different different demographics and knowing that, you know, the Gen Zs and the millennials, which we've all heard about, um, you know, coming in and, and, you know, changing everything. And, and I, I would say, you know, I am definitely open to change, but the pandemic has actually kind of accelerated this uh, work from home. And 
I see dramatic changes from before the pandemic and the workforce today. So how is the relationship, and people are probably reading about it or hearing articles about it, but how is the evolving relationship between workers and employers? Now, I'm from the old school, and, um, and you know, I had to work hours and hours and more hours than the 40 hours a week and felt like I've got to do that because if I don't, someone else is just going to take my job. Like there were so many of us baby boomers. So how is that relationship between workers and employers and the different age groups, et cetera? You know, it's also very a good question. It's a very dynamic question for employers today. Uh, I'll speak specifically for Wealth Enhancement Group. I mean, we primarily were working in office five days a week across the U.S. We have, for our listeners, we have over 100 offices now across the United States. Uh, we were working uh, in office five days a week, and the pandemic hit, and we transitioned our workforce within two to three weeks to be fully remote. And we needed to make sure we were taking care of both our clients and our employees when that pandemic started. Um, what we found, uh, you know, with Wealth Enhancement Group, we have we have two distinct employee bases. Essentially, we have our advisor teams, uh, the group teams that are out there providing the service and the financial advice to our clients. Uh, those folks are client facing. So we did have um, when when people started returning to the office, we did have some offices that said, you know what, our clients want us in five days a week, and those offices, those people are in five days. So we've been very flexible with what the what the needs are from our client base. Uh, we have other offices. I would say most of our financial advisor offices are in a hybrid model, where they're in the office three to four days a week, depending on when they have in-site or in-person client meetings, and then they work remote one to two days a week, and they manage that you know between the advisor and the, the advisor support staff to make sure that we've got our clients taken care of, and if clients want in-person meetings, they're there for that. We also found that a lot of our clients want uh, virtual meetings. They, they often have now found that they can be meeting with an advisor who's not necessarily sitting in the same city with them, and they're okay with that. We've got the technology now to do that. So we really have made it very flexible, depending on what the, the business office need is and what those client needs are. On the corporate side, it was a whole different dynamic because we're supporting people in, I believe we're in like 40 states now, and we've got... Um, employees, so the employee population, this is who my group serves, the HR team, our, our, key, our key client is, of course, our employees. And we have 1,300 employees in many, many states. So, like, for the HR team, we're pretty much 100% remote. We can work from wherever, and we can support our employees across the United States uh, remotely. We go into the office for, like, business planning meetings, HR strategy meetings, uh, when we need to get together to collaborate, and then we have that space to do so. But it's also opened up the opportunity for employers who can be in a virtual environment to hire talent not located in the same city. So we have a lot of uh, people that are working for a wealth enhancement group for the Plymouth office, uh, the corporate office, that aren't located here in Minnesota. And we've been able to attract talent from across the United States, which has been a real value add to be able to find people uh, not necessarily demographically located here. Now, the challenges, I think, really come in with um, with the expectation. 
uh, we try to make it very clear in our recruiting when we're attracting talent process that we this is a hybrid role or this is a definite in office role or this is a role that can be fully remote so that we're very clear on that so we have expectations set because we do have a need for a balance of all three and definitely for our clients we need to be there in person when our clients want to meet with our advisor teams and that needs to be a priority as well but it is a juggling act you've seen a lot of companies that want everybody back in the office and then you see you've heard on the news that people will quit because they want more of a hybrid or a remote work environment and people have that option today so employers just need to be acutely aware of that so that they can make the right business decisions for their practice and I, that is all uh, good information. And what I'm finding is that um, if you are hired as an in-person employee and then there's other hybrid people, I like the, the word you used is communication and being open about it. Because what's happening out there is there's some jealousy about people who don't have to come in and people who have to come in. And and I've always felt bad for uh, the people that don't have a choice. So we have a lot of people that have that do services for us, right, that they have to drive in. There's no way that you can go have a luncheon if the people aren't there. So there's still, I think, some jealousy or some confusion around, well, I have to go and why don't you have to go? What is happening with the um, the demographics of the younger people? Because what I notice is, uh, well, within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, if they don't like the job, they just job hop, right? Or they job hop because they can get a higher wage somewhere else. That's not the trend that I grew up with, Janelle. No, and nor me, Peg. I, I, you and I have talked in the past. I mean, I feel very fortunate. I've had three uh, professional jobs my entire career. I was with one firm 18 years, one firm five years, and 11 years with Wealth Enhancement Group. I uh, feel very fortunate that I found a company that I, I connected with, that I aligned with from a value, from a value strategy, and I totally believe in our purpose, vision, and our mission on taking care of our clients and how we take care of our employees. Um, a lot of firms, I think, have seen that they don't connect to their workforce, and especially with uh, the newer uh, generation into the workforce, uh, there is financial demands. There are an increased um, expectations on employers. So the, the employment contract is changing for employers with the generation coming in today. Um, there's two things I wanted to, to capture on. You had said, you know, the hybrid and people feeling kind of jealous. I think I think that does exist, but I think if employers are very clear on the expectations up front, and then I always say that you know remote remote work unless it's um, unless it's you know, like you're hired in and you don't live in the same city. I always used to say that that's a uh, it's a privilege, not a right. Once you've earned the respect and trust of your employer, and they know that you're going to be doing a good job for them no matter where you're sitting, um, then you can have that privilege to work wherever. That kind of shifted. So now it's more on the employer to have to really understand how to manage remote workers and how to communicate, how to make sure work is getting done and the, product, and the productivity is still happening. And some people, I think, work better in office. Some people work better maybe when they're at home. I know studies have shown that if you're doing heads-down, detailed, analytical-type work, you're better off doing that in a solo environment where you can actually focus. Um, and you can get more work done that way. So there's pros and cons to both. And I think as long as employers are very clear with uh, 
what the expectation is and why uh, somebody might need to be in the office and why somebody can work remote and be a little flexible from time to time. I think that's really the ideal state for the employee. I think the best thing that I've heard and, and witnessed myself, um, Wealth Enhancement Group has always been a company that you want to work with, meaning you feel engaged. You know, we have our common uh, goals and, and, you know, number one is taking care of the clients. And then during my career, though, a lot of times it's it, it, it was kind of I worked for this company instead of with this company. So this kind of this team effort, which Wealth Enhancer Group has had since we opened the doors 25 years ago, is starting to now trickle down to all companies, not just saying, here's, here's the way it is, and there's no flexibility. Uh, you work with the company, and they listen to the uh, team members and the employees, and, and I think that's great, Janelle. Absolutely. The, you know, and, and going back to my previous comment about feeling very, very fortunate to have found really good companies to work for, strong leadership matters. Like at Wealth Enhancement Group, uh, you know, our purpose statement is that we work together to improve our clients' lives by seeking to provide them the best possible financial advice. And then we have six main values, and these are what we show up with. We expect our employees to live from these values every day. And these are the values we stress from the time somebody starts through their onboarding and orientation program, through their development planning, and through their performance reviews. We want people to be focused on these values as they approach their work every day. The values of Wealth, wealth Enhancement Group are integrity, teamwork, clarity, compassion, drive, and inclusion. And these are core to what we do. Uh, we have just recently rolled out our core competencies, which are the behaviors that actually reflect these values. And we're now uh, providing these the training, training courses and, and behavioral statements around this throughout the firm so that employees know what it actually looks like to live our values. What you're finding now is, and these, these are not new either. I mean, companies have, have had purpose, mission, and values for years and years and years. But you're finding that if you can connect your employees to these values and they can see themselves and that these are values that are important to them and that they make a connection to the company in this manner, you'll find that you will retain those employees for longer periods of time. And the other thing that we really want to connect our employees with through our values is that this is a career. I mean, we have long-term client relationships. Our clients, it's not a transaction. We're in a very intimate business of knowing our clients deeply and making sure that we're doing right by them and providing them with the, with the best financial advice. And employee, the employee-client um, employee relationship is really critical, both from the advisor perspective and the support folks that are supporting those clients' um, financial plans or you know, money transfers or whatever that might be. Um, we want people to be there. We want this to be a, a welcoming and inviting and consistent environment. So having employees connected to what we do, connected to our clients, understanding what our core values are, is uber important and we continue to drive these conversations within our company so that people do uh, see how they fit into the greater picture and the contributions they make not only to their to the clients to the company but to their to their own selves and how this company is a good place for them to be you know i'm so glad that you mentioned that because as you were talking about the mission and the values and the this is what we do with our clients 
So what's important to you? And so it's important that with the employees or the potential um, team member that might come on and join us uh, is living those same values that we're um, illustrating to our clients. So what I think we'll do is we're running out of time, but I think on the back side, I want to talk about how should individuals and companies plan for the changing world of work? And then how does that tie to us coaching our clients on an ongoing basis? Uh, Susie, I know we're running out of time in the first half. Yes, we are. We're getting close to it, about one minute away. But we want to remind listeners, if they have a question or a comment and want to jump in and be a part of this, maybe they're in one of these different groups that you've been talking about and they want to get involved in the show, the number to call now for the next half hour is 651-461-9226. You can talk to Peg or Janelle about your situation that maybe you're in that you're feeling that you might have a question for either to either of them we invite you to be a part of the show that way as well and if you're listening and you want to wait and get back to the folks at wealth enhancement at another time you can always do that as well you can email questions to your money at wealthenhancement.com again that's your money at wealthenhancement.com or any time of day 24 hours a day seven days a week you can call one 888 Six advice. That's one eight 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 six advice. Welcome back. It is your money, the second half of your money, and once again, here is wealth management, wealth enhancement group senior vice president and financial advisor Peg Webb. Peg, welcome back, and we'll put that phone number out for folks here six five one four six one nine two two six. Maybe you want to recap and reintroduce, and then we'll see about callers and texters today. Thank you, Susie. Uh, This is a fun day. We're talking about changing the world of work. And the great news is is that I'm honored to have a special guest today on the program, uh, Janelle Matheson. And she's our first vice president, human resources, 11 years with Wealth Enhancement Group, has so much experience, has, uh, has worked through a lot of different issues with employers and employees along the way. So she's a perfect one to have here. We've actually, in the first half, we started out with demographics, just the different groups of people and how the economic demographics seem to have staying power. And as an advisor, I've actually just been witnessing, you know, the different careers and the demographics and the people coming into the financial planning advisory world. Janelle talked about, um, you know, employees versus employers and they're actually working more together than maybe a top-down employer saying, this is the rules, this is how we work, no variation. So some good has come out of that. What's kind of interesting is the, the leaders out there, um, you know, they, they like to collaborate with employees and find a balanced approach. And that's what Nell was talking about with the missions and the values of Wealth Enhancement Group. And many companies uh, try to uh, illustrate, you know, who they are. And um, but that's not easy. That's not easy to penetrate in the whole company. And I think our company has done a great job with that. This is a huge change, though. And I actually read an article a couple weeks ago that it's an industrial revolution. I mean, with all these people working from home, we all used to just get in our cars, drive to work eight to five. And yeah, the streets were busy and the restaurants were busy at lunch. And it was it was the way it was. And so the pandemic has changed things there. Uh, and, 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 I, and I wanna just end with um, 
in the introduction with Janelle, I think she did a great job of, um, you know, what it is that the employee is looking for and what is it that the employer is looking for. And there's going to be some common ground, but this is all new to us. So we're still kind of tiptoeing as a society as to what is the best way. So what I want to do um, before we take listeners uh, calls and texts is, you know, how should individuals and companies plan for changing world of work? And, and primarily, how does that change your financial plan? So, Janelle, do you have some comments on that? And then I'll add to it as well. The changing world of work and financial planning, I think, um, and I'm going I'm, I'm to approach this from the employer perspective, and I did touch on this when we first started talking this morning. Um, I think employees really need to be cognizant about the plans that employers offer to employees. I mentioned 401k. Anybody joining the workforce should be at least putting in um, the uh, percentage that the employer is matching. Get that free money. Start investing for your financial future now. Um, the world is expensive to live. It's just getting more and more expensive. I just read an article last week about Gen Z. This is the... Um, generation that has the lowest satisfaction rates of any generation so far in the U.S. They're sitting at a 47% uh, dissatisfaction rate uh, just overall with, you know, the world. And their number one uh, issue is money. They're just concerned about money. This generation is really uh, entering into a work world now that's very different than what we've seen in the past. Inflation 2022 was a very tough year, both on the markets for for people, for, you know, inflation, for companies, for the, you know, we just saw a lot of change. We've been seeing markets and conditions that we've not seen before. So it's really, I think, important that anybody actually in the workforce, no matter what generation, just really takes a hard stock of what they value and what's important to them. And these are basic financial planning principles, whether you have, you know, $100 a month to invest or more, um, really understand what it is that's important to you and then make, make some decisions around that. Just those fundamental principles, pay yourself first, pay down your debt, try to do what you can to take advantage of employer plans so that you are, are beginning to set yourself up for the future. One thing that my husband and I did for our girls is we set them up with the Schwab account, put some money in there. We've been investing it for them. We basically just said, you guys can't have it until you figure out how to invest in a Schwab account. So we've got a little, yeah. a little, a little, out there for them. But we're just trying to get get our, our kids, I've got kids in their early 20s, um, just understanding and astute to what these financial principles are. Um, I don't think a lot of times people are really aware of um, just these basic principles and understanding these basic principles and starting to put those into play. And parents can help with that. Employers can help with that to a certain degree. There's a lot of different uh, avenues that you can take. You know, we, of course, are a financial planning firm. Um, but when you're taking those initial steps, I think those are just some, some things to be aware of. And having those conversations with your, with your family and relatives and people that, that are joining the workforce today so that they know what's available to them. I think, Janelle, a couple of points there. I think our school system has never been, you know, top tier as far as teaching kids about money, and I, I've always, this is, everybody listening to the show will know a big pet peeve of mine is, why wouldn't we brainwash children about the compounding of money? And it's just such a great principle that you literally don't have to work 
you know, you can actually watch your money compound if you start young and save young. The other thing I want to add about um, the changing uh, world of work is, and we're talking about people with money being afraid because things are changing. You said the stock market. and But what I see is a lot of the um, political things, not political in, you know, who's in for president or whatever, just our, our social issues like you hear the headlines is the government going to have enough money to give me social security, right? Mm -hmm. By 2033, they're saying, Hey, I don't know if we can make full retirement payments unless the Congress intervenes, you know, that's scary. Are they going to provide Medicare and Medicaid? Yes. They've always figured it out. Well, they printed more money, you know, but for us to, to build a resilient financial plan, you know, we don't have some control over these other things. That's why the individual has to be, you know, more proactive. So I like, Janelle, that you said you've got to control your day-to-day finances. And now with working from home, there should be a savings there, right? Because there was a cost to getting to work. There was a cost for the wardrobe. You know, um, in some cases, there was a cost for, you know, uh you, you lost hourly wages because you had to get your child to school, you know, be within that eight to five um, work day. So there's a lot of things that maybe you do have a couple extra bucks, but then you also mentioned inflation and inflation. It is absolutely present. Things are costing more. So when we meet with people, it's going over your short term plans, your long term plans. But I think especially for the younger people out there, they have to start earlier in planning. Us baby boomers, we were, I, I just feel like the stats are out there, we weren't the best savers because we actually worked for companies for a long time. We were very set. We sometimes had pensions. We could rely on our Social Security. And the only thing we had to do was have this third leg of our stool that you know we would have to save for ourselves. And that's what's really changing. Um, and so I, I feel for people today. We do have a call, uh, Susie, so let's take that now. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, let's take, what's her first name? Mary. Hi, Mary. You are on the air with Peg and Janelle. How are you today, Mary? I am just fine. And I am not really addressing the topic, I'm sorry, but... I did just really need to say that um, Peg and her team have been so helpful to my husband and I over at least 15 years, and I wish we had started planning with her before we were 60, but she helped maximize our our growth. I didn't have to worry about are we doing what we should, and then managing RMD um, um, with retirement, and now that my husband recently passed there taking care of every little thing that I definitely don't want to have to deal with now. It's such a blessing, and and they have helped, again, to really help put us in a good financial spot. And I thank them for the way they are and what they know and what they do and how they do it. Thank you. Mary, thank you. Wow, thank you, Mary. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and so sorry for your loss. And uh, and and that's that's just an example of of our wonderful way of taking care of people. And I always say I live through all these clients' lives. I mean, I actually have goosebumps right now because you do you get to know them. They're part of your family, 
and um, just to help people, especially in good times and then especially in, you know, kind of sad times is what we do. And I think, Janelle, you did a good job of explaining that um, on kind of the employee, the employer level, but just the advisor to the client level. I mean, those relationships are real. And so thank you, Mary, for that. Uh, Susie? All right, let's remind people listening right now, you are listening to Your Money, and the number to call for the next 15 minutes is 651-461-9226. If for any reason you don't have time today or you're out the door, you can write this number down, one eight 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 six advice and you can also email questions at any time to yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. And we're talking with Peg and Janelle about a changing workforce and how Everyone kind of has a different view of work, certainly the younger kids. I think, Peg, I have a 29-year-old and nearly a 30-year-old, and their idea of retirement and work is quite different than mine was when I was 29 years old. And I just think it is pretty astronomical, the differences in what we're going into. And even they say to me, Peg, and to Janelle, will we even have Social Security, you know, because everything's changing and we can't rely on things like maybe you did a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, part of our outline would relate to that Janelle in the, a 29 year old and a 30 year old. And I'm thinking more about once again, the employee needs are changing and you know, their viewpoint of the longer term. So um, I'm talking about the outline where it says loyalty contract and engagement and they, they want to be more socially connected, but yet maybe not be present. Can you comment on that, Janelle? Yeah, we do see like in our in our talent acquisition process when we're when we're talking with potential new employees that want to come join Peg, we're getting more and more questions around what we do for community giving and what we do to support uh, the different locations that we're in. Uh, there is definitely a changing social contract between the employer and the employee. Uh, the employees want to work for a company that's doing good and giving back and uh, active participant in their community. So you're seeing that that structure um, in in the questions that come from the from the candidates that are interviewing with the firm. Um, you're seeing it in a lot of the new companies that are being established out there. Uh, the ones that you buy one product, they give that same product to. Uh, you know, a charity or a, some a group in need where I'm thinking specifically like these socks, you buy these socks, they give another set of socks to somebody who needs those socks. And you're seeing much more of this altruistic type uh, business model that's starting out there. Uh, it's easy when you're dealing with a product. We, of course, deal with an intangible, intangible product, uh, but it's the same expectation applies. So we have programs at Wealth Enhancement Group that, that, address this, um, ERG groups internally to support our employees, and then externally uh, charitable giving programs that we do across the country. Um, because it's an expectation today, and I think it's a, it's a good expectation. I think we should, if we can, at whatever level to give back in, in any way, if, even if it's just opening and holding a door for somebody who might need that, or, you know, giving those in Cub Foods, you know, those little $10 gift bags of you just buy the gift bag of food and you put it in that bin on the way out the door. Just any little thing that we can do to help support our communities um, from a personal level and then from a corporate level, I think, is what the expectation is becoming more and more for employers. 
I think too, um, Susie, for for your daughters, it, it it wasn't that our time frame that we were working and saving wasn't hard. I mean, <laughs> there's some kind of a viewpoint out there that baby boomers had it made, right? We could keep our job. We were could, um, you know, it was just this is what you did. And today, I think it's good to encourage these younger people to say, hey, we went through hard times, too. Economically, you can talk about the different uh, things that happened in the economy um, during the time frame that we were growing up. But yet one thing has to be consistent, and that is, I love how Janelle brought it up twice, you've got to hide money from yourself. And so one of the first ways that you can hide money from yourself is to get that money out of your paycheck and that you don't even think it's yours. And then also educate yourself on other opportunities. I mean, I'm telling you, young people, um, they're the rich ones of our society. And I don't think the kids get that. The older, gray-haired people, yeah, they have all the money. But guess what? You're rich in youth. And we would trade with you any day. And a lot of people listening, I think, would agree with me. I don't know if they'd agree out loud. But um, so there is. So for them, yes, they may worry that Social Security may not be there. But a lot of us know that things are going to change in the next, you know, two, three decades. But all you can do is prepare yourself. You can't assume that this is going to be the way it is for you. And um, and so make sure you just hide some of those pennies uh, from yourself, Susie. Yeah, I want to follow up on that. So, for example, if a person was putting together their estate, correct, and they had money left over after they retired, there's a pile of money that didn't get used before you die. At one point, I think you might think, well, I want to have all the money. I don't want to leave any money to my kids. I don't want a legacy. I want to spend every dime that I have on me. But when you talk about an uncertain Social Security future or what their world is going to look like, if you have the means, is is there a benefit to, to obviously easing your children's burden or grandchildren that you don't even know yet by leaving some part of a legacy if you can, Peg? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll start with that, Janelle. I, I think um, I, I would say most of my clients, if not all of my clients, uh, are connected to their kids and their grandkids to the point where they worry about them. Because that is the unknown, it is a little bit more complex for myself and the advisors at Wealth Enhancement Group because what they're saying is, hey, I really want to live today, but by the way, I want some money to go to my kids and my grandkids. And that's where the balancing act um, comes in, and I think that's what Mary is talking about at the caller that called, is that's something that we have experienced with. We have practiced with so many clients over the last you know, decades that there's some probability that you can put in there. And our clients like our frank opinion. Like we're not afraid to tippy toe. We don't tippy toe and go, oh, you should do this. No, it's if I were in your shoes, this is what I do. And that's the kind of coaching that clients need to uh, raise their probability of success. Uh, Janelle, do you have something to add there? You know, I would, I, I have, like I mentioned, uh, daughters in their early 20s, and I worry about this, um, you know, as we look at what's happening. The unknown, and I think the, it's actually pretty exciting at the same time. In the next five to 10 years, 
We're seeing chat GPT. We're seeing artificial intelligence coming out. Uh, the predictions around the changing world of work. Uh, I don't even think we understand what that's going to look like in the next you know, 10 to 15 years. And it's coming quick. Um, it's changing. They're predicting like, it's, it's, don't quote me, but it's like 40% of the jobs or 47% of the jobs that are going to be out there in the next 10 to 15 years don't even exist today. So what does that mean and what does that look like for this generation? They're at the precipice, I think, of really um, moving into this new way of being in the world and in this economic world that we don't even know what it looks like. So I think there's just a whole bunch of really interesting things that are going to be coming down uh, the pike in the next 10 to 15 years that might have a whole different, um, I don't know, just a whole different set of of maybe positive things to come. So I'm optimistic, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what I can to have a little nest egg for my kids too, because it's important to me. Susie? 651-461-9226. That is the number to call if you have a question or a comment for either Peg or Janelle as we are talking about a changing world, a changing workforce, and so many unknowns out there. We have about two minutes left. Um, a texture did comment in about the different ways that we work now, and I think this is actually quite true and, again, somewhat uncertain and unknown the future, but this working remotely uh, people recognize that people who work remotely, this texture right, do have set hours. Working from home is not the same as flexible work schedules. So it, the comment that they make really highlights the fact that we are in a new mode. You know, we've seen here in Minnesota uh, Target, the corporation, coming under some heat uh, about not requiring people to come back into work. And I, I don't you think that we will um, continue to have to deal with this kind of a shifting work environment? Peg and Janelle, and we have about a minute left. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. I love what Janelle said in that you just describing it about all this change actually um, gets me all excited. I'm like, oh, change. I love change. But there's people out there that don't. Uh, super quick, Janelle. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Um, we loved it. I, I know this topic maybe was a little bit out of the box. But yet, I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary for listeners to hear. They might hear a little bit here and there about working from home and what employee and employers, you know, relationships are like. But thank you, Janelle. And thank you, Susie. Yes. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Look forward to our next visit. If you did not get your question answered, one eight 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 six 6 advice or email yourmoney at wealthenhancement.com.